0: Welcome back to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I pray that you're doing wonderful. Today's episode, we have another episode about Proposal 3. Proposal 3 is anti-women, anti-parents, and it is only to protect the money involved in the mega abortion industry such as abortionists which will also include now any healthcare professional that will supply uh, that will um, provide abortions it's only protect politicians and the state and it has a preference to the state because not only uh, will um, this expand access to abortion but it's also in saying that parents are a threat to to their children's access to so-called health care, such as sterilizations, abortions, uh, contraceptives, and um, uh, hormone therapy. And so it it, it removes the parents because they're a threat in this case, and the state steps in and says um, that they know the best thing for their child. And so this is an, a proposal that is extremely anti-women and anti-parents, and it's harmful already in an in a, in a industry that harms women, parents, parents, mothers, children, and the entire family, and therefore society. And so, we had an episode uh, a couple episodes ago called 10 Reasons Why uh, to Vote No on Proposal 3, Even If You Support Abortion. And so just a little recap on that before I touch on a few more points, just to, to lay, out, lay it out even further, is that this uh, Proposal 3 is a proposal to amend the state constitution here in Michigan in the general election on November 8th, 2022, called the Reproductive Rights for All Amendment. So, this is a very serious thing. And um, so just uh, just a recap on the ten reasons why we said this uh should be. Um, rejected even if you support abortion so this isn't 10 reasons to vote no this is 10 reasons to vote no even if you support abortion Um, and so just to recap too we said that uh, this was the most extreme abortion bill one of the most extreme abortion bills ever proposed in the history of America well it's actually the most uh, uh, extreme bill ever proposed in the world so this is not a, um, you know, a flimsy amendment that just removes things here and there, or, you know, what, it's, it's really bad. so uh, And this is the enemy showing their cards. This is not pro-choice. This is pro-abortion, pro-murder, and anti-family, anti-mom, anti-woman, anti-children. And this is a permanent thing that is going to happen in the state constitution if it's passed. And as I mentioned, this was this is one of the most extreme proposals in, in the entire world. Literally, the only countries that that surpass it in how extreme it is on abortion is North Korea and China. North Korea and China are the only ones that are at the level or even further than this state constitution that will happen here in the state of Michigan, um, and this goes far beyond what Roe ever protected. So some people will say, "Well, we're getting our you know our rights after it was stripped away from from Roe." Okay, so even when Roe was in place, you had all of these things that we're going to talk about later on throughout this episode. You had all these things in place to protect the woman um, and have certain regulations on it, and the doctors and the and the just the healthcare standards involving it all, and all of that is going to be stripped away. This goes far beyond Roe, and they are making abortion legal for at any time and for any reason. This is the most extreme abortion bill in the world. And it compares with China and North Korea. Um, so the few things that we said last time, the 10 reasons you should vote no even if you support abortion. one remove this removes parental consent and notification to parents for minors. so minors can now with the consent of their teachers they can get an abortion and it also and this also will create provisions for minors with the uh, consent of their teachers rather than their parents to get sterilized and hormone therapy with uh, without parental consent. Number two is that this removes informed medical consents. So a woman comes in, she doesn't have a right to know now to sign off, and it's not a re- it will no longer be a requ- requirement in an abortion setting to sign off on what you understand this procedure to be and the, the consequences of it um, if anything were to go wrong. Number three, remo- it removes laws that requires abortion facilities to be licensed and inspected by the state of Michigan. So, hey, you're get- getting this very, very serious procedure, you don't have uh, any high medical standards for it. It's, like, it's actually lowering it even even lower than just a routine uh, uh, dentist visit or whatever it might be. Number four, this removes laws that prosecute anyone who injures or kills a woman during an, an abortion. Number five, it revokes conscious rights of medical professionals to choose not to participate in in abortions. Number six is it allow abortions up to the day of birth, including partial birth abortions. Number seven. This removes the 24-hour waiting period, which is a, which is also includes a period of counseling before an abortion. Number eight, it allows taxpayer-funded abortion. Number nine, it removes health care over babies born alive. And so premature babies or babies with health problems could legally be denied extraordinary health care. And number 10, this isn't necessarily something that uh, even if you are pro-abor- uh, pro-abortion, it's more so uh, this still, at the end of the day, is murdering the most vulnerable, and that is everywhere and always wrong. So this is a very radical stance. So, yes, it is the most extreme bill, one of the most extreme bills ever proposed in the history of the world and our modern society for this to be legal. So, um, it is, this proposal is against and it's anti-women uh, and it's to protect doctors against women. So this is um, not for women's rights and it's not for women's health care and it's not for women's women to choose. It's for a industry th- uh, to protect its money, its doctors and whatever it might be. And um, one of the ways uh, that the, the amendment is written, and I'll have links again in the show notes about ballot, the amendment and the analysis of it but one of the things that is in there is they don't say a pregnant woman they don't say a mother they they want to dehumanize women and and it's an indoctrination by uh, by this evil evil ideology and they, what is it called what are they called pregnant individuals so you're just a number now you're just another individual you you don't you're stripping your identity away from you this is a continuation of what contraception and abortion has always done it removes the personhood of a woman because they're removing their very sexual faculties as if it's not if it's a if it's a defect but women deserve better um, so one thing that I'll have in the show notes as well is that uh, as a link to live action it's a literally I think it's a five minute video um, a lot of people think that Roe versus Wade, Uh, When it got overturned, this was stripping women of a constitutional right. So what they mean by that is that this is a constitutional right; it's in our constitution. So this is a video breaking down how Roe v. Wade in 1970s, when it first got when it first got passed, was an extremely horrible legal and scientific, but it was a horrible legal stance. It didn't make any sense, and they were forcing abortion to be a part of the amendment, but when you go back, you have to look at the Constitution, and the Supreme Court's job is to interpret the Constitution and uphold it on the original intent of the Founding Fathers that created the Constitution. And then you can amend, amend it, it to be more clear or updated, right? But to hold fast to continuing what the institution was intended for. But the this is not a constitutional right, and primarily is it uh, it's it's a forced thing. But anyhow, look at the video for five minutes. It's a great video. There is no such thing as a constitutional right. They're forcing a a definition in there uh, that is not met at all by those uh, when they created the Constitution. Um, and then we mentioned, too, that this was uh, uh, created and is backed by the Constitution uh, of Planned Parenthood, the largest abortion provider in the world, it's a billion-dollar company. Uh, not just a billion; it's billions-dollar company. And then the other side of that is the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, backing this thing. So uh, Planned Parenthood had just released their 2021 or 2022 uh, um, annual report, and in there they had increase. They had a decrease in clients but guess what? They had an increase in abortions. They have an increase in their proportion of abortions in the entire industry, so I think historically it used to be like around 30%. Now they own 41% of the abortion market. Their increase in ta- take and tax dollars have increased, their net assets increased, revenue increased, um, donations have increased, and they have net assets of $2.5 billion. So there's a few more things in there uh, that's worth noting, but um, this is a massive, massive industry on the concept of sterilizations, contraceptions, abortion. Um, and so I'm going to have a link in there to, uh, an analysis of their, of their annual report, but that's who, that's who's behind this thing. Um, and then, uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention too, is that, like I mentioned, uh, that this allows for, um, uh, even partial birth abortions. So this is stuff right up until the moments of a baby leaving the womb and living a life here, <laughs> uh, outside the womb. Um, this proposal that conflicts with the views of Americans and Michiganders who think there, there should be some regulation on abortion. The vast majority of them, uh, of people, it's only 13% think that it, in uh, 2018 in a Gallup poll, there was only 13% of people who thought it should be legal in the third trimester. This will allow not just third trimester, but right up to the moment of birth. Um, And then uh, to further elaborate on this as well is that this is a tearing apart of parents and children. So they're removing parental consent. Typically, even in in, in school, you wouldn't even be able to get a Tylenol if your head hurts without your parents consent you wouldn't be able to get um, just physical therapy a doctor's uh, visit anything like that without having a minor um, present but now these minors can go in just with a teacher 13 years old 14 years old and get an abortion or get sterilized or start hormone therapy that's irreversible so this is school influence and indoctrination of children and we see this in the education system but uh and it's actually uh it shows that when they abortion oftentimes Uh, leads to an increase in depression and mental instability but especially on kids and especially in this whole sterilization or hormone therapy there's been um, a a study that was done that that in some cases that was 19 times higher there are suicidal ideations of kids in states with less parental consent so when the school would step in to be in place of the parent there's 19 times higher suicidal suicidal ideations in those children and the hormone therapies even right on those things. So these are drugs to suppress an entire system, which suppresses the entire body, so then it pushes away just growth of the brain, mental capacities, emotional emotional development, the entire person, because our reproductive organs are integral to who we are. And so there's stuff that happens that's irreversible, but it also um does damage in the sense of mental instability and depression and suicide it says that right on the box but guess what to treat that then they need even more pills and they even need more medicine and more care and a lot of these things like sterilizations or double mastectomies and all these things that are literally um self uh, or mutilating children not only is it irreversible but oftentimes, to uphold some, uh, you know, a transgender ideology for a person who who so-called transitioned, now they have to have lifelong medical care, lifelong pills, lifelong whatever it might be, and now they are a lifetime consumer in a in an industry that is making money off of them. And there's a there's a release recently about Vanderbilt, uh, a, doc, um, a hospital in Vanderbilt, who uh, was performing uh, transgender surgeries and all these things on minors, and they even were caught talking about how well this procedure is like a thousand dollars. But if we get like a child transgender surgery, transition surgery is up to like a hundred thousand dollars. Even one woman said that there was a study done. And, um, one of the cases, just like an overnight stay was like $20,000. But she was like, I think that's highly, uh, and, um, deflated. And sometimes that's even, you know, that's only like 10% of the cost. So she's saying like, it could, it could be $200,000. So this is a lot of money for us. <laughs> and so they're going after the money. Um, and like we mentioned before, as well, is that women will not have the same medical standards that's required at every other doctor's office they go to, and that's not only um, you know just cleanliness of the abortion facilities, but also even just the licensing of the medical professional, and that's what they define it as. They don't say doctor; they say medical professional. So that includes anybody in the medical professional, a doctor, your vet, whatever it might be. Um and uh and so this is this is an attack on the human person attack on women attack on motherhood attack on children and attack on the family um and so and the pro life stance is that every single human being has a fundamental right to not be killed so even uh if someone were to respond that this bill and what what we're saying here is a little exaggerated okay <laughs> even if even if not all these things happen which um you know, there's legal analysis and everything out there. This is still increasing the access to abortion and it's lowering medical standards for women. And it's, uh, there's no legal, uh, there's no, you know, there's no legal ramifications for women who are hurt or killed in an abortion. There, these children are going to be harmed from this. And so it's still wrong. Um, and so, uh, and one of the other things is that, uh, seeing advertisements, here in Michigan for the, for governor. You have uh, Whitmer who is still in here and she is pushing all of this too. She said that she's going to fight like hell to keep abortion rights and Tudor Dixon who is, is pro-life. Um, I've never seen an advertisement in support of Tudor Dixon. I've only seen the big money coming out of, out of the other party, um, to, uh, that's against Tudor Dixon and is for Whitmer. I think it's just extremely creepy. Like it's so weird to me to see uh, an entire party with an ideology that says that abortion is healthcare, that abortion is empowering women, and it's literally murdering children. And they're they're getting money from these big corporations because they're uh, so that they're tied in with with all this stuff. And then they have commercials and pictures with children in elementary schools. Like it's just that is just so. Creepy to think that one time I think it would have been good if your mom murdered you. But hey, we're going to give you the best. We're going to, we're going to, uh, we, we hope you get a great education out of this publicly funded education system. And then, and then the things against Tudor Dixon, they were saying about how. Um, she's, she's dangerous against women. She says that, uh, that there's no exception, that there should be abortion. There should be no abortion. There's no exception to it. And it says in in the commercial is like, um, nurses will get, will be arrested up to four years and put in jail for four years for doing their jobs. And in that image is a nurse doing an ultrasound and pointing to a baby in a mother's womb. (laughs) And this is a commercial against, pro-life people or against a person who's anti-abortion. It's literally a pro-abortion commercial showing a baby in the womb. Yeah, so um, there are, uh, we have to know who the enemy is though because it's not Governor Whitmer, it's not President Biden, it's not Nancy Pelosi, it's not Kamala Harris, it's not Elizabeth Warren. The enemy is fallen angels that want to infect fact our ideology. So it's the ideology and we have to know who the enemy is. And so what, uh, for me, especially like what scripture says about anger, he says, do be uh, St. Paul says, be angry, but do not sin. And anger does not work the righteousness of God. And do not let the sun go down in your anger. Cause that's the devil's work. And so our enemy is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers and ideologies. And so we have to keep our eyes fixed. And so we move, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and the new creation. We move with love and joy um, and confidence in God. And so those were the additional things that I wanted to cover in addition to that last episode on 10 reasons to vote no on Proposal 3, even if you support abortion, because this proposal is anti-woman, anti-motherhood. Anti-family and pro-doctors in the abortion industry and, pro- and pro-dollars for politicians and the industry in total. Um, and then there was another uh, analysis that came out and uh, showing that how many laws that could be affected by the amendment. So I've seen a list that had fifty. I've seen a list that had twenty something. This list that I have in my hand is thirty-four. So I figured this is a good happy medium. And so these are 34 current laws that could be affected by Proposal 3. One, the 1931 law that protects unborn life. Number two, increased penalty for later term abortions when babies are fully formed. Number three, requirements for abortion centers to satisfy the same minimum health standards as other surgical centers. Number four, abortion procedures can only be performed by doctors, not nurses or non-medical professionals. Number five, Babies that are born alive during an abortion procedures are protected and cared for. Number six, parental consent for minors consider whether to take the life of their child. Number seven, law a law requiring that medical complications in an abortion procedure be reported to authorities. Number eight, fetal trafficking ban. <laughs> so there's a current law that doesn't allow fetuses from an abortion to be trafficked. But now, hey, that's legal. Number nine the partial birth abortion ban which prevents the partial delivery of a baby b- before taking its life number 10 protecting the conscience rights of hospitals and doctors who decline to take unborn human life number 11 taxpayer-funded medi- uh, Medicaid dollars cannot be used to pay for abortions the law that stops school employees from helping a minor take the life of their child number 13 informed consent for abortion 14 24hour waiting period number 15. Information on fetal development and abortion procedures. Number sixteen, ultrasound viewing. Number wow, they're gonna wow. Number seventeen, the uh, pro, uh, the prohibition on chemical poisons that take unborn life. Number eighteen, health insurance do, does not cover abortion unless there is an, an unless there is opt in. Number nineteen, allocation of funds for family planning or reproductive services. Number twenty, the pregnant and parenting student services fund. Number twenty one. The Stillborn Tax Equity, a tax credit for those who lose their unborn baby to natural causes. Number 22. The Michigan Surrogate Parenting Act, restricting payment for renting someone's womb. Number 23. Ultrasound equipment, grants to family planning providers, currently prohibit the use of those ultrasounds for, for abortions. 24. Advertising restrictions on centers that perform abortions. Number 25. Any city or county law prohibiting abortion in their health insurance coverage. Twenty-six, statutory rape laws. Twenty-seven, prohibition on human cloning. Twenty-eight, Elliot Larson law that prevents discrimination of employees for pregnancy. Twenty-nine, the Prenatal Protection Act. Number thirty, search warrants for DNA of terminated unborn child in connection to solving a rape. Thirty-one, reporting of dead body by medical examiner, including those who died from attempted abortions. Thirty-two, Prohibition on experimentation on living embryo, fetus, or neonate for non-therapeutic reasons. 33. Respectful disposal of fetal remains. 34. Restriction on wrongful birth lawsuits. So that's 34 more laws that would be overturned or affected by the amendment. So all those things that are good good things to have in place, even if... So abortion is still murder. But even if you had abortion... And uh, in a more restricted capacity. These were laws in place to protect women, to protect the babies that were born, to protect um, just the medical uh, standards of the places, whatever. Um, These are all going to be removed. These are all going to be removed or affected by Proposal 3. So, this is a very serious um, amendment to the Constitution. And people need to know about it. So please share and rate this episode. And um, I'll, again, I'll have links in the show notes with a lot of different resources to, to look at, similar to last time. So um, I'm praying for you all. God bless you. Mary keep you, and I'll see you next time.